0: So today in Studio 214, we have Mrs. Nicole Manzera and Mr. Garrett Wenzelberger, and our discussion topic is the first part of our mission statement, Learning for Life. The podcast is named Leading in Truth, and so I thought it would be interesting today to take a look at learning for life. What does that mean for our teachers, and what does that mean for our students? Before we begin, why
1: don't you introduce yourself to the Leading in Truth audience? My name is uh, Garrett Wenzelberger. I am a, a general biology teacher here at lutheran north i also teach forensic science Uh, i've taught a period of chemistry so uh, generally the life sciences is is where i've uh, uh, i guess done my instructing Uh, i also am the uh, head varsity football coach Uh, i came to lutheran north four years ago so i'm now in year four as a teacher year two as the the head varsity football coach came here from uh, a concordia University of Wisconsin.
2: Hi I'm Nicole Manzara and this is my fifth year teaching at Lutheran High North. Um, my path to get here was kind of non-traditional. Actually am a graduate of Lutheran High North and after I left here I went on to University Central Michigan University and got a degree in biomedical laboratory scientists science and I was a medical technologist uh, before I was a teacher. Went back and got my teaching degree Uh, had my twins stayed home to raise them for a while went back into the medical profession for about 10 years and then now back into teaching this is my fifth year at North and I teach AP biology honors anatomy and physiology and one section of general biology I'm also the host advisor which is um, a group of students that are interested in pursuing a health related career and then I also help um, coach JV Southball.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting to take a look at, and we'll, we'll talk about that today as well, just inside the classroom, what does learning for life look like, but also outside of the classroom, because I think that that's just as important. If we're going to talk about learning for life, not just learning for biology or not just learning for AP physics or not just learning for AP language or whatever it happens to be, but learning for life. In our mission statement uh, for the Lutheran High School Association, like I said, there are two points, learning for life and leading in truth. And Philippians 4.9 is used for the per- first part, learning for life. Whatever you have learned, or received, or heard from me, or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And then in that description, I would like this sentence here. The learning goals in our environment go beyond college acceptance, university scholarship, or even just good grades and a transcript. There's the key. Where do you see learning for life surface?
2: I think I'm going to start with my AP biology class because I have mostly juniors and seniors and it's interesting because a lot of them are chasing those those grades those A's and you know they, they panic if they get a B on a test and what's interesting is I, I want them to learn the content and I want them to walk out of my class having you know a, a bigger knowledge of the world around them in terms of, of life science but I don't want them so focused on The content, yeah, that's an important part of it, but to be able to take the knowledge and apply that for the rest of their life, that what they're learning is not just here and now and it means nothing later.
0: You know, So we speak from this, the wisdom that we have, right, the maturity that we have, and we take a look at our students, our 16-, 17-, 18-year-old students. Maybe they don't have that broad perspective because they're so young, but that's the opportunity that we have to be able to take a look at our content Or just our wisdom and help them understand why they need to learn this for life, as opposed to, like you said, Nicole, a test or a grade or a quiz coming up or an AP score.
1: One of the advantages, too, that I have, you know, being only four years or not even three and a half years removed um, from college is, you know, kind of going back to what Nicole said, obviously we want them to understand the content. So she's talking more with the AP, you know, preparing them content wise for, you know, college, which is right around the corner a lot of what I'm doing is preparing them for future science classes here at Lutheran North not so much getting them ready with my primary um, student base being being freshmen and, and some sophomores but I think for, for my kids especially and she, she runs into it too is, is trying to figure out just you know how do I study even, or, or yeah. how do I learn? I think that whole concept. I mean, you could have a whole podcast just going in at what is learning, but trying to get them to understand what learning really is, and 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 how do I study? Talking about bacteria, you're talking about antibiotics, and why should I maybe not run to the doctor one day after <coughs> I've got the sniffles yeah. and cold? Oh, how do how do antibiotics interact with bacteria and viruses, or? You know, which one do they cure? Or do they cure them? Or how am I going to be an informed citizen when yeah. I'm ten, 10, 15 years from now, going to be out in the world, married with kids? What? So, trying to help them, yeah, learn for life. I think just in the practical sense as well.
0: Well, but but they have WebMD, right? I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Are not all problems solved with WebMD? Does that even surface? Like, do, do they do that? Do they walk that in?
1: Well, I, I mean, I'll throw I'll throw that in sometime. You know, how many? How many kids think every time I have the sniffle, you know, before yeah. I even finish that hands are shooting up?
2: You know, with a lot of the medical careers, and that's kind of my focus, just my with my background and with HOSA, too. You know, a lot of these kids, I, and I tell them, you don't realize that when you get into your profession, whether it's nursing or lab or M.D., you will have continuing education. You're, you're not going to stop ever learning. Right. You know, a lot of professions have continuing education to help you continue to grow.
0: Does this ever surface? Mr. Wenzelberger? when am I ever going to need to know this? Do you ever get any responses from students that will say, you know, Mrs. Manziera, you've got to be kidding me. When will I ever need this? And how do you respond to that?
1: you're learning how to learn you're learning how to prepare you're learning how to critically think Um, because yeah the reality is some of these things maybe you don't uh you're not going to necessarily use a ton now i would i would argue that in science you know studying the different shapes of bacteria and whether they you know or all the enzymes. In all
2: the, the, I'm studying cellular respiration right now. All the yeah. enzymes involved in the glycolysis, the ten different enzymes, and all these steps. You know, they all look at me like they're they're listening and they're engaged. But I, I'm they don't ask. But I often wonder, do they think? What do why do I need to know this? Right. Would they ever use that in in a day to day setting? No, probably not. But I think the the takeaway from that is under for me, anyways. When I'm teaching it, I want them to see the complexity. And not so much that you need to know all the steps, but the complexity, I think in science, it lends itself really well to see the signature of God in everything yeah. that we do and how complex it is. And if anything, yeah, you don't need to know all the enzymes and all the steps, but understand there are all of these intricate steps that, how can you argue that that just came together? I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast, but, oh,
0: Well, <laughs> you know. I think actually we've touched on that topic with every podcast, but this idea that here is this order, and I know when I was talking with Mr. Horvath, we were talking about, you know, God is not a God of disorder, but order, and they're learning this. So let me play devil's advocate in light of what Nicole just said. I'll, I'll transfer, I'll, I'll shift over to uh, you, Garrett. So your football athletes play for four years, yeah. and then oh, many of them don't, they don't play again, they don't put a helmet on, they don't. Yeah. S- so why is football important yeah. in well, helping them learn for life?
1: Again, I think just you're well, and and, You have to make the kids, and this is one of the things I want to say is, you have to make the kids too. I think you get the question, um, why does this matter more often if the kids can tell that you don't don't really care about it? But if you do care about it and you show them that this goes beyond just during practice, Mm -hmm. this goes beyond just in the classroom. Oh, we're talking about a topic? I'm not just going to hand you an article that I typed in, you know, uh, cellular respiration into Google and click the first one and then gave it to you. I'm actually bringing in a practice. So, with football, for example, I mean, you know, I, I preach all the time um, just about how football translates to life. And I'm sure every coach says that all the time. But I think football, especially because you're on a field with 11 people. I talk about how there's 33 jobs. Every guy, all 11, has to know where they line up, what their job is, and then they have to complete the job. And we talk about how that translates into the workplace someday and how things aren't always going to go your way. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a guy who doesn't do his job and messes up for every, you know, messes it up for everybody else. And how do we respond to that? And we talk about controlling what you can control. And so, you know, again, is controlling what you can control an X's and O's football thing? No, but we preach that that happens on the field and it happens in life. And so, you know, trying to make... I guess, make these correlations to how it's going to impact them in the, in the real world and how they can take football skills and things they learned in football, you know, beyond the field.
0: And, and I bring that football analogy up because it's the same thing that we do in our classroom. It's not just the test. Like you said, Nicole, it's not just the grade. It's not just the quiz.
2: You know, yeah, going back to, I, I think, about a student that I had two years ago. She graduated last year. I had her two years ago in AP Bio. And at the beginning of the year, she would come in all red in the face, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong? You know i could tell she was crying so nervous so anxious about the test and it happened for the first couple of tests and finally i pulled her aside and i'm like why are you so anxious and upset i you know i want to do well it's again it's chasing a lot of those kids uh, you know chasing those grades and it, finally i addressed to the whole class the one day I'll, i distinctly remember it and i said i i really don't care about what You score on this test. And I didn't mean it in a bad way. Oh, sure. It doesn't matter to me. I know you learned something. I said, In the big picture of life, does this grade on this test matter today? They all kind of looked at me. I said, No, it doesn't. What I want to know is, Are you going to be in heaven with me someday? And they all looked at me, and it still gets me choked up. And they were like, yeah and I said because that's what I want for you I don't care what this piece of paper says I don't care what your report card and that number all I care about is that you know that your Lord and Savior died for you and that you have the forgiveness of sins and that you will be with him someday and and I said when you keep that as the forefront of everything you do everything else in in high school and college and all these things that you feel you have to do it doesn't really matter Yeah, well,
0: when you said, when you keep that in the forefront, you know, in the context of an academic education built upon the foundation of Christ, that is, that's the primary goal. We still have our expectations. We still want them to learn. We still want them to do well, but we want them to learn for life. And there is finding that balance and helping young men and women out who maybe don't possess the maturity that they will possess later in their life, helping them balance that. And that's why I think Philippians four nine whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. That is comforting knowledge to make sure that we hit that every day and remind our, our students that they are redeemed children of God, bought with the blood of Christ. Gary, you are going to say something.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I guess going back to what you were saying, you know, why are we, I think, I think, again, that's why you have structure in your classroom. That's not why, and that's why, like, You know, Nicole was talking about, it's not just the content, it's the, are they showing up to class on time? Are they in their seats? Are they prepared for class? Are they, every single one of those little things they watch to see if we care. And those are other ways in which we're learning for life. If it's just, okay, everybody, I got your attention. All right, now I'm going to rattle off a bunch of facts about science and hopefully you do good on the the test. you know then yeah then we are, are we're not learning for life right. we're learning for the ACT the SAT yeah. for the test on Friday and okay class is done get out of my class and next group come in but if they see that we care about them and we care so much that we're willing to have structure in the classroom nicole does you know the bell work and does the stamps and stuff and we all have our different you know ways of getting class started that i mean that Again, that, I think that that's meaningful to them, and they do see that, okay, someday when I step into the workplace, there's going to be structure as well. Um, and then I think, too, you know, well, how do we start? You know, I start off every class, I try to, you know, to pray, and not just to get their attention and quiet them down, but, you know, to show them that, this is how we start the day, this is how we start our, our class, this is how we always go to our Lord and Savior, no matter how crazy things are, no matter we have a big test, if it's a small assignment, if it's a lab day, if it's a whatever, we always go to him and then you know and then trying to model that throughout the class, you know, whether you're correcting a student or whatever, you're trying to model, you know, Christ in everything you do.
0: And helping yeah. them develop habits that rightly order their lives Mm -hmm. in a way that shapes their their character in a godly manner that's what learning for life at Lutheran North is about thank you very much for your willingness to give us a little bit of your time and share your insights and I know that uh, our students and their families are blessed with such fine teachers as yourselves so from me and our parents and our faculty thank you for everything that you do